This is the Horse Radio Network. Greetings, everyone. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily, episode 1442, brought to you by American Harvest. For today's tip, Horses in the Morning co-hosts Jamie and Glenn are joined by Dr. Rachel Gardner from B.W. Furlong & Associates in Clifton, New Jersey, to talk about biosecurity measures that we all should be taking. And we'll get to our tip right after I tell you a little bit about our sponsor, American Harvest. Is your horse showing signs of nervousness, inflammation, pain, or digestive issues? If so, American Harvest products might be the solution you need. American Harvest's natural equine hemp pellets are vet-formulated and produced from natural hemp. The palatable pelleted formula is manufactured with potent raw CBD using no chemical processing, so your horse will love the taste as much as you will love the benefits. Look for the full line of American Harvest products at your local equine shop, any Hubbard dealer, or you can go online to store.alltech.com. And right now, American Harvest is offering an exclusive giveaway for you, Loyal Horse Radio Network listeners. One lucky winner will receive a 90-day supply of American Harvest equine products. Check out today's show notes for details on how to enter. Hi, Dr. Gardner. Good morning. Well, we're going to talk a little bit today about biosecurity. So uh, first of all, what is biosecurity? It sounds very, very scary. So biosecurity is really simply just the idea of uh, things that we can do to decrease the chance of infection or disease in our horses, uh, especially in this context, we're talking about when horses are going to horse shows or in boarding stables where they may co-mingle with other horses. And so it's really the idea of trying to um, use good practices to decrease the risk of infection uh, between one horse and another and uh, decreasing the risk that multiple horses in a particular barn will be affected. What are some of the most uh, scary things that, that you see horses get infected with at, at places like this? So the most common things that we're concerned about and that we think about are, of course, as most people are fairly aware of right now, uh, due to fairly common uh, outbreaks recently over the last few years would be equine herpes virus, especially as we're seeing more neurologic horses and what appears to be more contagious infection or contagious viruses. So equine herpes virus, um, equine influenza or flu, which we saw last year in Florida. um, And uh, those are both uh, respiratory infections as well. Uh, Coronavirus is uh, an infection that can cause fevers and diarrhea in horses and also is contagious. Then, of course, strangles, which all of us are aware of, which has been around for many, many, many years, much longer than than most of these infections, uh, but still remains a pretty common cause of infection in horses and is very, very contagious. And then less common things like salmonella, which can cause fever and diarrhea, Um, And then uh, equine infectious anemia, which is very uncommon, but uh, if it occurs, it's very devastating. And that's what we test horses for routinely using the Coggins test. So those are probably the most common things we're seeing um, that we're trying to to prevent in our horses at horse shows and places where there are lots of horses commingling. 
And that's a long list of very scary things. So um, what are some things that we can do to prevent some or any of these? So probably the most important things are really things that are are hopefully fairly obvious and a lot of people probably already do. Um, Those things include making sure your horse appears outwardly healthy before taking your horse off the property. Um, making sure you don't see evidence of nasal discharge. And if you do see something like that or an enlarged lymph node or swelling under the chin, if you were to see something like that, um, to, to not take your horse off property and not commingle with other horses and, and seek a veterinary exam. And then the really obvious one, of course, is making sure your horse's temperature is normal. Um, temperature is a really good indicator of infection. Some horses that have infections can have a normal temperature, so it's not 100% reliable, but certainly it's a, a very good indicator. And uh, so I would always recommend taking a horse's temperature before heading out to a horse show or to an area where there will be uh, numerous horses. Um, and then also using practices to try to limit exposure uh, as much as possible. So even if you're at a horse show where there are a lot of horses or an event, a hunter pace, there are lots of horses present, uh, limiting exposure by preventing nose-to-nose contact uh, between horses, and even things like, you know, petting your own horse on the nose and then petting someone else's horse on the nose, even things that seem so innocent as that can can prevent or can cause infection. Um, and, and other things that anything that could touch something that could pass infection from one horse to another. So whether that be um, nasal secretions for a respiratory infection or manure for an infection in the GI tract like coronavirus or salmonella. So making sure that those things don't contact um, one horse to another. So uh, even sharing a pitchfork with another person at a, a horse show from a different barn, if you're unaware of uh, the health of the horses at that barn, not sharing a pitchfork, things like that. Wow, that is uh, that one that's would not have occurred to me. The pitchfork. No, no, I would never have thought about that one. I do know that we had an outbreak of herpes virus here, and uh, everybody was heading to a horse trial. And one of the things that they did say was, "Do not graze your horse around the facility." Is that is that something you would you would suggest as well? Yeah, that's that's excellent advice, and and the reason for that is because you know if you think of a horse grazing, um, if it's respiratory secretions like uh, nasal discharge or even saliva that can um, transmit the infection, a horse grazing could easily uh, have little droplets of nasal discharge or saliva on the grass, and then the next horse comes along and and nibbles on that same grass, and so that's a really common way to spread infection and i always recommend avoiding hand grazing at horse shows for sure we need um, to eat one hand sanitizer seriously <laughs> <laughs> like nose sanitizer right <laughs> <laughs> what, do we another gotta do something people sometimes yeah another one that people sometimes don't think about that i harp on a lot is um when you're watering horses and taking the hose especially you know, in, in your normal barn at home and dipping the hose from one bucket to the next as you go down from stall to stall, uh, you know, same idea as the grazing. If there are little droplets of nasal discharge or saliva in a horse's water bucket and you dip the hose in it and then go to the next stall, that's an excellent way to, uh, to transmit mm-hmm. infection. So always keeping the hose above the level of the water. 
I didn't think about that either. So when a horse, like say I'm moving my horse to a new facility or somebody's moving their horse in, what are some, some easy quarantine type things, maybe for people that don't have extra barn for quarantine, you know, what are some things that people can do to keep the germs at bay for a horse just moving in? Yeah, that's a great question. And definitely important for a new horse moving into a barn, um, so even if they appear outwardly healthy, quarantining them ideally for three weeks is certainly the most ideal, but even for at least a week is useful. And those horses, if you don't have an extra barn, even if they go in the last stall in the barn, so you're minimizing contact between them and other horses, um, or if there's, you know, say an outer shed row where they're not, uh, inside a big barn, uh, potentially contacting other horses, that's ideal. But even if they're at the end of the barn, at least you're minimizing contact. And then for those horses, I would always recommend taking their temperature twice a day and keeping a log of those temperatures. Um, And certainly handling those horses last, just in case they have some sort of infection uh, you're not aware of yet. So handling all the other horses, cleaning all the horses, other horses' stalls, turning out um, before handling this horse so that um, if there is potential for infection, so respiratory secretions or manure, you're less likely to track it from this new horse to, to the resident horses. Um, and then also, you know, those horses certainly still can get turned out and things like that, but ideally they would have their own area where they're not sharing it with the resident horses. And then even other things that you may not think about, so sharing brushes or sharing tack and most certainly sharing bits. Um, making sure not to share those items between a new horse and the resident horses until that sort of semi-quarantine period is over. So as a parent, what I'm basically hearing is you keep your hands to yourself. You just stay over there. (laughs) Exactly. Keep your hands to yourself. Don't touch anything. Don't talk to anybody. Just be quiet. (laughs) Got it. And you're last. No matter what, you're last. (laughs) Exactly. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Gardner, for joining us and talking about this. I think it's very important. And uh, I know I definitely learned a couple of things that I need to work on a little bit better when I go places. So thank you so much for coming. Do you have a website or anything people can visit you at? We do. It's um, bwfurlong.com. Fantastic. bwfurlong.com. Thank you, Dr. Gardner. Have a great day and stay warm. And that about wraps it up for today. Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of the Horse Radio Network shows on your phone. That's right. Go to your phone's app store and download the free Horse Radio Network app and have all of your favorite shows with you wherever you go. This is Coach Jen, and I will be back again soon with another tip. Until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show. <laughs>